Hello everyone, hope you are well and have had a great week so far. Today is a great episode I recorded uh, over the weekend and it's with Jessica Helmer who is relatively new ninja. She's been training for the last two years and competed uh, on the first uh, for her first time uh, on this current season of A&W. Uh, and I think this is probably one of the most important podcasts I've recorded. It's sort of reinforcing the, the journey that I have gone on uh, with my own training. Um, and I'm just, it's just, you know, basically hearing it from uh, someone else and through the eyes of, uh, of, a, of a woman, which, um, which is awesome. So just hearing how she has overcome her uh, mental barriers of how she approached uh, training, but then also um, talking about her experience on the show and uh, some of the serious anxiety um, that she had uh, with the whole filming process and uh, how it cost her and how she recovered from there and how she's gotten better since then and, and I guess the the new mindset that she has adopted and I think this is very very important to hear for any new ninja uh, getting into ninja or wanting to get on the show for next season wherever whatever country you're in um, but as well uh, as for women as well I'm um, just hearing her perspective of of how she approaches training now um, and some of the mindset of some of the other female competitors, some of the ones who are super strong and, 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 and dominating, some of the ones who she feels uh, can can step it up. And I, I found it very interesting hearing her perspective. So I, I think um, you'll enjoy this. I really did. And, uh, yeah, I uh, hope you enjoy this listen. But before you do, remember, you need to have good grip strength getting ready for Ninja. So if you want 10% off some really awesome grips, Head over to Aussie Grip. You can use my code Kadeem10 to get a 10% discount. All right, let's get on with the show. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for uh, for coming on. Uh, and I apologize, I will be eating at the same time. Got, got the breakfast. Hey, no problem. <laughs> Gotta have that brekkie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's very Australian of you. Very, very good. Oh, I, I actually spent six months in Australia when I was um, in grad school. So <laughs> well, there you go. I learned some of the lingo. <laughs> no, that's awesome. No, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. I think it's, um, it's good. I, I haven't had too many. Actually, I think you're my first sort of new time ninja. It's like first season competitor. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be on. No, no, absolutely. Well, I think it's important to get the perspective of, of some of the, the, you know, some of the newer ninjas, not necessarily newer to training, but newer to the show and just sort of get your, uh, hear your experiences and, and was it everything that, you know, you envisioned in your mind and, you know, all the, all the McGraw. So it's been also, it's also been, um, been great watching your uh, ninja progress. Or I think probably at least over the last year, you know, you've really made some, yeah. some awesome gains. So um, I always like to start, I always like to ask, you know, a little bit about yourself, uh, you know, how you were in your younger years, uh, you know, were you athletic, were you nerdy, you know, what kind of person, yeah. what kind of kid were you? Um, I think I was, for the most part, I was a really nerdy kid. Um, <laughs> the only foray I really had into sports was what we call long distance running. You know, in track, long distance was anything 800 meters and up. Uh, <laughs> so I was actually really good at the 800 and the 1600. 
Um, and that was, that was really all I did for sports. You know, I came from a single parent family and, you know, of course, every time the Olympics came around, I wanted to do ice skating or I want to do gymnastics <laughs> or I want to do all that kind of stuff. But, um, we didn't really have money for those sorts of hobbies when I was a kid. So it was just anything that was free. And honestly, I was just so uncoordinated as a kid. Track was it for me, one foot in the front of the other, real easy, you know. <laughs> um, but I was good at it. I ended up being very competitive at the one sport that I did do. Um, and yeah, so that's, I mean, once I graduated college and started making some money on, of my own, um, I decided I was just going to catch up on everything that I had missed out on as a kid. And I just started doing all sorts of dance lessons, martial arts, you know, like circus arts, aerial arts, like anything I could get in my hand on. I had a hobby of the month. Let me tell you, everybody was always <laughs> teasing me like, what are you doing this month? Oh, I'm trying out archery, you know? <laughs> That's pretty so, cool. So yeah, it, it was really my adult years when I started um, really developing what I like to call skill-based exercises. And for me, that was a lot more fun than going to the gym. Um, mm. You know, bless those people that like going to the gym and lifting weights, but I just found that <laughs> doing the skill-based sports was a lot more fun for me. And it gave me, um, it, it was a lot better as far as like goal setting. You know, you could actually see your progress on, on certain things when you're doing a skill-based exercise. But yeah, I just started getting into all those types of activities. And when I saw Ninja, which actually wasn't too long ago, you know, my friends would joke with me. They're like, oh, you should, you should go and try Ninja Warrior. You know, I'm like, haha, you know, I, I, I actually saw the show one time and I thought, man, that looks amazing. I feel like it's a culmination of everything that I've been doing so far. So um, I thought there's no chance that there's going to be a Ninja Gym in my area. Well, it turns out there was one right down the road. So <laughs> I was, <laughs> I tell you what, I was like a kid in a candy shop going there for the first time. And I haven't looked back since. I, I've really only been doing Ninja for about two and a half years. Um, but yeah, I haven't looked back. It's my longest running hobby by, by a long shot. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's going to continue to be that way. So. I, certainly, I certainly hope so. So yeah, what, what was that experience like that first time going in? Take me through. Oh, wow. I tell you what, like, you know, because I've had so many ho different hobbies before, it's always thrilling for to be a beginner i think in any sort of thing that you pick up because you're brand new and for me it, i didn't worry about making mistakes you know i'm like hey i'm new to this nobody's expecting anything of me you know i don't even expect anything of myself so it's always fun to go in there and try things for the first time and just you're having fun with it you're just like testing your limits and, and seeing what you can and can't do so mm. i mean i had i had a great time you know and looking back at some of those old videos of course i'm I'm thinking, wow, look at me, baby ninja. I can barely make it across a pegboard, you know? <laughs> but, uh, and, and, you know, it's just, it's just great to look back on. But yeah, back when I was a beginner, it was just, it was so much fun. Um, yeah, awesome. I just loved it. You know, it's interesting. Like, that seems to be the mindset we all consistently share. You know, we find, we see the fun in it. And, you know, I, I, I always I bring this up, and it's it's a shame because there's a lot of people who try it, and they're just so fearful and they're scared and intimidated. Yeah. I don't know how to I don't know how to teach that mindset of, you know, you are a beginner. It's you're not expected to be an expert. So, why why do you think you had that that um, that view on things? Have you always had that, or 
or did you develop it over time? Yeah, I think, I think when I've tried new things, I've always had that aspect, you know, um, that I, I'm not afraid to fall because every, I mean, nobody's expecting me to go very far, you know? So mm. it's not like I'm, you know, I, I, anybody has any expectations of me or I have any expectations of myself. So, so yeah, I'm just out there and having fun and not worrying about falling. Um, when, when you get to a certain point in the activity, at least for me, when I would get to a certain point in an activity that I was doing, when I would, when I would actually um, start showing some progress, then that's when the expectation started to arise. And I think that's very common for a lot of people. You know, mm -hmm. once they're good and they start doing competitions, they think people have expectations of them to do well. They mm -hmm. think that, you know, they have all these expectations of themselves. Well, you know, like I should be able to make it past this obstacle. And I think that that is actually a huge challenge for, for ninjas, you know, to get over that hump and to get past that point. As a beginner, I think it is kind of easier to tell somebody like, hey, don't worry about falling. Nobody here knows who you are. You mm. know, like nobody has any expectations for you. We're all having fun. Um, but yeah, once once that competitive side takes over and you reach a certain level, I think that's that's the big challenge. Mm. Yeah, I agree. It took me three years to get over that. And I was, and I was yeah. already in it, you know, so yeah, absolutely. So 100%. So what was the the first skill, if you remember, the first thing that you tried that sort of blew your mind? <laughs> oh, that blew my mind. Okay. I remember trying the salmon ladder. That's probably the first, um, you know, because before then I had done ring toss or, you know, tried to travel across a pegboard. But mm. the first skill that I had seen from the show that I thought was an amazing skill that I tried was the salmon ladder. Mm. I tell you what, it took me so, I mean, maybe even months to try to get that, but definitely upwards, upwards of like several weeks to try and get it. And I was scared of that. I was scared of like hitting myself on the head. I was scared of, you know, the, having the pole crashed on on me. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's just going out there and <laughs> trying and falling. And once you fall and you realize, hey, I'm okay, you know, nothing really happened that mm. gives you confidence to get up and try again. Um, mm. So yeah, I just tried it for weeks and weeks. You know, I would study people's movements. I would try different things, mm. um, you know, to see what worked for me because some people have different ways of approaching a salmon ladder. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was all about that, that trying to get over that fear, falling, realizing that it's okay and getting back up and trying again. Uh, mm -hmm. Until I finally got it, and that was a that was a momentous day. I really yeah. think that the same ladder is really big in my memory. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's always amazing finally getting something you've been working on, or I mean, just that feeling. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, mean, I know exactly absolutely. what you mean. It's so much better getting those than the ones that you've gotten on the first or second try for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those are the the Sam ladder, the hard ones that you've been working on, you know, for weeks or months. Those are the most memorable. Yeah, for oh, sure. 100%. So, uh, you know, you, you obviously you, you've stayed with it. Um, I guess I'm assuming, you know, the, the, you were drawn also to the community as well. Uh, do you have a, is there a strong contingent of, of female ninjas in your gym? Because I know there's, there's, there's two gyms. There's, there's two in, in that sort of Florida because you're, you're in Florida, Yeah, right? in the yeah. central Florida area. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah, there's, there's two gyms in Orlando. 
Um, and then there's also a couple of them over on the west coast of Florida and Tampa area that have some really good female ninjas. So, um, and then also in South Florida, there's a new gym. Um, so, I mean, I'd say in our general area, you know, I, I train sometimes with Ashley McConville, um, you know, the Bergstrom twins, you know, so Katie Bergstrom is also on the West Coast. Um, Jamie Ross, who's been on the show a couple of times, she's down in South Florida. So yeah, I think, I actually think that um, Florida is becoming a really hot spot for ninjas. Mm, interesting. Um, and, and what about in your, so, because you train with um, RJ, RJ Rums, right? I do, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what about in that gym? Is there is there a, a strong up-and-coming group of, of, of females coming through? Yeah, absolutely. So as far as up-and-coming um, ninjas go, I tell you what, the teenagers are just phenomenal. They're crazy, um, aren't they? Yeah, they really are. They're so strong. Um, so Elena Borges, she was actually supposed to be on this year of American Ninja Warriors as a teenager because they actually, mm -hmm. they, they got a few teenagers to come onto the show, but then with COVID, you yeah, know, they decided, yeah, I was there. Yeah, we're going to pass <laughs> over the teenagers this time. Um, yeah, I, I think for sure they're going to be invited back next year, but she was supposed to be on it. And I, I just, I just think she would do so well on the course. She's just amazing. Um, but I train with, with her every week. Um, another up and coming female is Ava Long. So she's oh, been I've doing heard, yeah. really well. Yeah. She's been doing really well in the NNL courses. Um, UNAA, I believe that she might've been first place in her, um, division uh, in NNL this, uh, last year in the world championship. So she is phenomenal as well. Mm. Yeah. I did notice that when I was in, sorry, when I was in Houston, mm -hmm. the, you'd watch the teens and adults sort of integrate together, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, and, um, even now when I'm looking at Instagram, they're all competing together. Like a dude I met in Houston, Kai competing yeah. and hanging out with, uh, uh Vance, the, yes. the guy who won the junior. And I mean, that, that kid must be 15 going on 25. There's no way, he's yeah. there's no way that guy is 15. I'm trying to get him on for next week. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just yeah I tell cool. you what, the teenagers are just so strong. They're phenomenal. Uh, their grip strength, you know, cause their, their weight, their um, grip strength to body weight ratio is just so high and it's just amazing the kinds of things that they can do and the kind of endurance, you know, like physical endurance that they have. So, yeah. I just, I can't keep up. It's going to be exciting to see the next few years of American Ninja Warrior. I tell you what. <laughs> Oh man, I'll, have to, I'll probably have to retire. I'll have to retire soon. <laughs> <That'll> be... <laughs> yeah. I mean, even in practice, I'm trying my best to keep up with the teenagers for sure. <laughs> so at what point were you like, okay, I want to, I want to get on the show. So, cause you said you've been training for two and a half years. Have you been applying every year or did you wait until this season? What happened? No, this was the first season that I applied. And I tell you what, I was really close to not applying because um, I am one of those people who I, I'm a perfectionist. And every time I went into a competition, I would tell myself, I'm not ready. And I was never ready to apply for the show. I, every single year I would pass it up. I would say, okay, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Um, but this year, you know, with RJ's encouragement and a bunch of my other, you know, training partners and friends, they said, you know, just give it a try. Just give it a try. You know, you might not even make it. Just, just, you know, give it a go. You have a good story and a great personality. So 
Um, you never know. And I, I mean, I scared sit, hitting that submit button. Um, and turns out I was, I was one of 150 in the nation. I still can't believe it. You know, I went up to RJ. I was, I was like, RJ, I don't even know why they picked me, but <laughs> so yeah, it was a huge, huge honor. I'm, I'm so glad I hit the submit button, That's awesome. even though I thought I was. <laughs> Did, uh, so were you a part of the original 500 as well? I so was, yeah. Were, so I think, then, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they got about, you know, half of their calls in before they stopped making calls altogether. Mm. Um, but they did, they did call the Southeast region. Um, yeah. Okay. That's good. Um, yeah. I mean, I knew, um, obviously, because I was meant to compete in LA because uh, of my uh. dual, I have dual citizenship. So um, we were meant, uh. <laughs> they obviously pulled the pin the day before we were meant to film. Um, yeah. I knew there was no way of going back. I knew, I knew as soon as, as soon as they said, Oh, there might be a possibility. I'm like, yeah, no, nah, there's, there's no way I'm getting out of Australia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm getting back. For sure. Yeah. It would have been hard to fly you over and do all of the quarantining. Yeah. Oh, not a chance. So oh, that's obviously, tough. you know, so obviously, you know, we all get that original news, everything's postponed and then magically they're going to, they're going to continue on, uh, with a smaller cohort. How, uh, how are you feeling going into it? And, you know, walk me through, walk me through the, the days, the day of just everything leading up until you standing on that platform. Yeah. So, um, I'll be quite honest. I was terrified, uh, going into the performance, all of the days leading up to it that, you know, they called us up and they said, can you be in St. Louis in three weeks? You wow. know, and at this point, of course, the, the gyms hadn't been open for very long, but I realized I was in the same boat as everybody else. There are some regions that didn't even have their gyms open and they were, you know, just working out at home. Mm. Um, so, so I at least had a gym that had been open um, for a couple of months before I got that second call. Um, mm. But at the same time, you know, those feelings of self-doubt of, you know, I'm not ready yet just came creeping back in and I found myself just trying to cram as much as I could in those three weeks as I could. And, and it just, I was so stressed out. Um, and you know, I, I, RJ has such a good mental game. Um, and he was trying to coach me on, on those things. And he actually recommended a book called with winning in mind, which ended up being a really good book, but you know, I was finishing up the book, on the way to St. Louis. So it's a little bit like, you know, too late at that point, because in order to build a good mental game, of course, it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of practice, just like busy, uh, building up your physical skills. Mm. So, um, so yeah, I tell you what, once I got there, I was just so starstruck with all of the ninja celebrities, you know, and of course the quarantining was, was pretty stressful because you tell all of these athletes to just sit tight in a hotel room and not leave, you know, for days happen. on end. We're just, <laughs> we're just going crazy. And, you know, at that point, I'm starting to doubt my, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, it's been three days. I haven't been on any obstacles. I've been stuck in a hotel room. I just, you know, started mentally just freaking out and doubting myself. And I just mm -hmm. had no confidence. And, um, and then on the platform, I just remember thinking the whole thing looked like a carnival. It looked but, like a circus. I was just watching cameras zip by on lines <laughs> and looking at the water and thinking everything looks so shiny and bright. I just, I was so 
unfocused on the starting line in qualifiers and I felt it and I could not bring myself, I could not bring myself to focus. And that's why I fell on the first obstacle. It's not because my, you know, I have bad grip on a rope, you know, I've done the shrinking steps dozens of times. I've never failed a first obstacle before, you know, Mm. in all my, my competitions and practices. But it happened then because I lost focus, because I think that I was already focused maybe on the obstacle in front of me because I was scared and focusing on the water or like everything around me. You know, I just, it was, it was so nerve wracking. um, And another thing too, is that it is a reality television show. So you've got all these cues, you know, at this point, walk on the platform, look at the camera, you know, look at the screen, Mm. you know, then we're going to count down to three and then this is going to happen and you're going to say this. And it just, it was so overwhelming for me and my focus was shot. So yeah, I ended up falling on the first obstacle and, you know, of course, you know, that was, that's the worst nightmare of any, of any ninja. Um, and it was a rough couple of days, you know, after that, um, Ben and RJ really did their best to try to help me increase my confidence. But of course, when you fall on a first obstacle and honestly, I have, I have, I still can't tell you what happened for sure. You know, Mm. um, why my hand slipped on the rope. Um, it's, it's hard to correct something when you don't really know what happened. And RJ and Ben tried to reassure me, it's not your grip. It's not your physical capability you you have what it takes physically to go through this course it was just all mental so for the next couple of days we worked on things to increase my confidence and um and it worked you know semifinals i i got to the third obstacle which is still a lot earlier than than i was planning on on going but um but still you know like i proved to myself that it was a mental error on that first obstacle the first time around. I got it easily the second time. And yeah, so it was just from after that point, I decided that's it. I need to work on my mental game. As soon as I come home, I'm going to find somebody, you know, find a counselor, find a sports psychologist, find somebody that I can talk to about my mental game and increase that portion. Cause that's the only thing that went wrong. Mm. I think on, on that, that entire week. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, honestly, I've been working on my mental game just as much as my physical game, uh, since then. And it's been helping. That's good. Um, I mean, I don't know how much money you've spent on, uh, psychology or anything. (laughs) Um, yeah, it is pretty pricey, but I do tell people that, um, so, so for me, I had five different gym memberships. I had two climbing memberships, two ninja gym memberships, you know, yeah. a regular gym membership. I see a physical therapist on a regular basis. Um, you know, I have all these home implements. I have so many things that I, that I spend money on to increase my physical game and not a single penny or even a single minute of my practice went to my mental game. Mm. And if you ask any ninja, you say, what portion of ninja is mental? I bet you most of those people are gonna say half, at least half of it is mental. Mm. And it's true. And that's just something that we don't ever, ever work on. Or at least if we do work on it, nobody ever really wants to talk about it because I think that it is kind of still a stigma in in some ways. Mm. Um, But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, my partner was telling me, he said, you have what it takes physically. If you could just spend a fraction of that effort working on your mind and working on being more focused and working on eliminating self-doubt and increasing your confidence, like you, you could be so much better. 
So, and that's what I tell people who are on the fence. I mean, some people are good at doing it themselves, you know, reading help self books. But for me, I was one of those people that needed to talk to somebody about my specific thoughts, like my, Mm. my specific experiences in Ninja. um, Yeah. Face to face. So yeah, Mm. that, that, that was how it worked for me. Mm. And it's very interesting. I think, and I think the reason why I wanted you on was, you know, this, this story that you're telling me, you know, is so common for people who are new to Ninja. Uh, It's just like, and it's horrible. Like, and, and, and the thing yeah. about, you know, with, with TV is sometimes you don't know if, if, if that's your one and only chance to, to yeah. make an impression. Um, you know, I've, I've had two, uh, didn't deliver in that second season. Um, and it's only now that I'm, my skill and my opinion is far greater than, and mental, everything is far greater, but have I lost yes. that? Have, did I lose that opportunity? You know? So, um, it's so important that all these things that you're bringing up need to be passed on to people who want to apply for the show. And I keep telling, you know, and maybe I sound brutal to some people, but I'm telling them, I say, listen, you need to be serious about this. If you actually want to go on the show, it's, it's, it's not enough to just say, Oh, I want to have a go. And this and that's like, no, you got to put in the work. You gotta, you gotta yes, come in absolutely. physically strong. Uh, you need to, you know, actually train, uh, but mentally, and ment- I find mental is the biggest downfall for many new ninjas. Uh, they don't know the, they don't know the, the routine. Um, they don't know uh, all those little things, like you're saying, like leading up to filming, uh, the day of filming, um, you know, getting up early, all the, the, you know, the filming that you might have to do, um, uh, when you're going to run, how late you're going to run, how is that going to impact Obviously, I think you guys were indoors, so you probably filmed in the day, which would have been yep, we did would have been yeah. lovely. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, <laughs> on, on a on a normal on a normal season, I think Abby Abby was saying that on her first season, uh, while speaking to her last um, on the last episode, you know, she, her first run was at five in the morning, and yeah. you know, just not having those little things uh, all prepared, um, then. You know, it's not that you don't have a chance, but you're really not giving you not allowing yourself to have the the best experience. So yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad you've, you you've you shared all that. So, what are some of the things that you've learned from seeing your 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 site about mental game? From I'm sorry, what was sorry? What was some of the things that you've learned from your site? Uh, I said uh, psych as a short for psychologist. Uh, oh or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the biggest things for me, because, you know, sometimes when you go uh, into a gym and you have a coach, a lot of times the coach will just blankly tell you, you have to believe in yourself. You know, that's a lot easier said than done. If somebody doesn't believe in themselves, why? Why aren't you believing yourselves? What What's decreasing your confidence, you know? And so that's one of the things that I would go through with the sports psychologist. I would go through like why I have self-doubts and how these self-doubts are affecting my confidence, you know? Mm. And I would learn about the expectations that I have for myself and how how the expectations that I had were very irrational. All right, we're going to take a short break and hear from our sponsors. Looking to start training like a ninja warrior or take your training to the next level? Well, look no further than Aussie Group. 
Aussie Grip provides superior training grips made from pure polyurethane with stainless steel hardware that is corrosion resistant. And they provide free domestic shipping. Aussie Grip are the leading innovators of training grips in Australia. If you are ready to become a Ninja Warrior, use the code KADIM10 for 10% off your next purchase using the link in the show notes. And I've had these expectations, you know, I, I said I grew up a perfectionist. I've had these expectations since I was a kid that I always need to get straight A's, that, you know, when I was running track, that I always have to PR every single time. You know, I always have to place and I always have to get points for my team. Mm. And if I didn't, I was just letting everybody down. You know, I thought that everybody had these high expectations for me mm. and, um, and therefore I had all of these unrealistic expectations for myself. Um, so that was, that was a big one, um, was learning how to let go of the expectations because the more brain power that you can put towards, you know, thinking about your physical cues, you know, physical cues, like, you know, which foot is going to step where, you know, spotting your landing platform, spotting your target when you're catching, you know, that's where you need to be putting your brain power, not on your expectations, not on things like, well, I should be able to make it to this first obstacle or everybody's expecting me to make it across here. You know, it's mm. just put all of those expectations behind you because you need to put your brain power on focusing on what's in front of you. Mm. Um, so that was that was a big thing as well. And then also, you know, I have a history of having like really bad um, like self-doubt and just not a really good um, image of myself. So a lot of times, you know, when when I would get good at a certain activity, I would totally tie that to my self-worth. And whenever I did poorly in a competition, I would just think that I was a terrible person in general because, because you know, I, what I was as an athlete was so tied to what I just thought of myself as a person. And you need to realize that, you know, Ninja, as you know, is a very social sport. Like I've made so many friends through Ninja and they're not going to think any less of you as a person. You are more than just an athlete mm. on competition day. You know, you, you have so much more worth than that. And you need to realize that even th if things don't go your way, that's not, that doesn't define you. Mm. And you should learn from it because if you let it define you, then you get super discouraged. You start beating yourself up over it. And that's not a sustainable way of thinking. That's getting you, that's getting you closer to quitting a sport, you know? Mm. Um, so in order to, to have a more sustainable way of thinking, um, you know, that'll get you through years of a sport. You need to look at yourself um, in a more um, constructive manner, not consistently beating yourself up, you know? So those are, that's another thing that I really, that I really learned from her. I, I learned how, because every time I would go into a competition, even if I would do well and get a podium placement, sometimes I was like, but I was just too slow or I messed up on that one obstacle. You know, it was just, I wouldn't remember the good things that happened. I would only remember the poor things that happen. And the more you think about your failures, the more that they're going to happen in the future or the better chance you give them of happening in the future. Mm. You need to build up your confidence resume and keep thinking about the times that you did really well. Mm. Um, and chances are the times that you do really well and the times that you have successes far outweigh the times that you did, you know, you did poorly. You just, you need to like refocus. You know, and, and it's just, it's been so great for me 
to to just learn how to how to reset my mind um, and come away from every practice and competition with goals, you know, like realistic goals and, you know, with lessons instead of just criticisms. Mm. And that in itself has increased my physical game. So I'll give you an example. Like sometimes I would go into practice and maybe RJ had set up a really hard course and I would automatically say, well, there's no way I'm going to be able to do that. So Mm. I wouldn't even take my turn. I would just sit in the corner And I would watch everybody else do it. And I would just be so shy and afraid of falling in front of people convinced that I couldn't do it. Well, Mm. I'm not learning anything, you know, Mm. my, I mean, that's causing my physical game to go down because I'm not even trying at that point. Mm. But as soon as I learned how, you know, how to refocus my mind, you know, no matter how I do, I'm always just going to learn from, from, you know, my failures. It doesn't matter if I fall 10 times. There's something to there's something to learn there. As soon mm. as I re, refocused my mind on that, and I asserted myself, got on those obstacles. You know, I was aggressive about it. Took my turn. I felt so much more joy out of practice. Like I was just more fun. You know, I felt involved with the practice. I felt like part of the team. Mm. And on top of that, my physical game was going up because I was actually getting on obstacles. So mm. it's just re, refocusing your mind. <laughs> on being less critical has just been a game changer for me. I've in the past, ever since I've gotten back from the show, I've seen my physical game go up because of those mental changes. You're experiencing what I experienced uh, during the NNL last year. Was it last year? Yeah, I think it was last year. Yeah, yeah, in Hartford. Um, it's, It's so nice to hear. It's not so nice to, to, yeah. to hear that you're, you're going through that. I realized, because I don't know if you were there. I, I can't remember. There's so many people in Connecticut. Um, the course. Was, I was not there last year. No, I didn't. I wasn't able to make it. I did qualify, but I didn't make it. Yeah, it was, I want to say a disaster, but yeah, <laughs> it, it wasn't far off that. Um, oh, and, yeah, I, I did hear. I did hear about it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think. You know, when we saw the when we saw the course beforehand, a video came out. I I think I was going into the NNL not really caring about the outcome because I didn't think I was going to do that well. I mean, oh, I'm an American man. I'm Mm. I'm with I'm with all the I'm I'm with all the big times. Like uh, you know, I'm Mm. just here for the I'm here for the fun and just to you know, oh wow, Daniel Gill's walking by and oh wow, that's you know, just (laughs) just to just just to enjoy it. Um, and. yeah, you know, like the the first obstacle, you know, wiped out fifty percent of yeah, fifty percent of the the pro league, uh, pro, um, yeah, pro division, and uh, but you know, I went into it like, okay, I saw the video, I saw exactly how they're meant to move, you know, this is what I, this is how I'll do that, this is how I'll do the, you know, so I I went and I don't think I, uh, it took me three years to sort of realize, oh, you should probably go in with a game plan. You probably go in knowing <laughs> the obstacles and, and having a, uh, you know, and I, I can't believe it's taken, it took me that long to sort of fathom that. Uh, and then, you know, I got to the third obstacle, so I was pretty happy about that. I mean, the third obstacle was the hardest to clear. Um, I think only yeah. seven people, maybe, no, maybe like 10 people actually caught the, the, the chucks. But then I took, I took away from that. I was like, oh, maybe I'm not that bad. Oh, maybe, maybe I can actually be better. 
And then yeah. it was just from there, it was for me, the rest of history was like, oh, well, I totally need to like rethink how I, how I approach everything. So, um, yeah. yeah, I had that same, that same aha moment. And it's, it's such yeah. a, it's such a nice feeling and it's hard to teach people. Yeah. I don't know how to teach. It is. Yeah. Cause and everything, uh, you know, it, different people have different um, strengths and weaknesses, even when it comes to their mental game. Like some people may not be perfectionists, but they just have trouble focusing um, in front of an obstacle, you know? Um, for, for me, um, I think it was really more of the self-doubt, you know, killing my, my confidence. That was, that, was, that was one of my big ones. Um, but yeah, everybody has their strengths and weaknesses. So that's why I also found it important for me to talk to somebody one-on-one -on -one because, you know, the, a book is going to tell people how to, you know, it's just going to be a blanket one size fits all, you yeah. know, and, and that's why, that's why I wanted to see somebody in particular to talk about my specific needs. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, what you were talking about, a game plan, that is so important. And I tell you what, I didn't really have a game plan going into the show either, um, but ever since then, every competition that I've been at, I do have an exact plan, um, you know, from the moment I walk through the door uh, to the moment I get up on the platform, I, I, I have a checklist. I actually have a physical checklist that I go through um, on my way over to the competition. And yeah, it just, it really, it really helps. It really helps your confidence to have that, have that mm. checklist and go through it and make sure you're ready. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. So when, uh, one thing I wanted to ask before you started talking about when you're on the platform was when you're being shown the obstacles, because when I spoke to Naj, um, he said, you know, he'd never seen so many new obstacles in one season. Uh, yeah. and not, not that it necessarily threw him off, but it, you know, they said, Oh, this is awesome. But like, they must've been surprised by some of the, the complexities <laughs> of some of these obstacles. So when, if you remember, when you're going through the obstacle demonstration, what were you, how, how are you, I mean, how are you processing what you were seeing? If you can take me through that experience. Yeah, so, um, so the show isn't as good of an example of what I go through now, <laughs> because back, you know, when I, when I was doing the show, I didn't have as much of a game plan and I wasn't as confident. Mm. Um, but yeah, so what I did learn um, after the show, because I did talk to my sports psychologist about my experiences on the show. And what I determined is that even if you see a new obstacle, brand new obstacle that you've never done before at this level of of our skills, we have come across as, you know, we've come across all the basic skills and any new obstacle is just, you know, building on those basic skills. It's mm -hmm. a high lache. It's, you know, you know, a lock off. It's, you know, it's, you have everything that you need in your toolbox already to get mm -hmm. through a new obstacle. You mm -hmm. know, it's not like physics are going to change or anything and gravity is yeah. going to be different. You know, you have <laughs> everything that you need. It's a new obstacle just builds on skills that you already have. And mm -hmm. that's what you need to take away from it. And mm -hmm. I think we've, you know, most of us have had um, these surprising moments where we see a new obstacle and, you know, we get it on the first try. We're like, oh, well, 
that wasn't so bad. That wasn't as bad as I thought, you know? Yeah. And the same thing could happen at any time, even in the show, you know, mm -hmm. when you're up against a new obstacle. You just mm -hmm. have to be confident in the skills that you do have and use, use what's in your toolbox. Mm -hmm. Just look at it as, you know, I'm going to use this tool and this tool, and that's all this is. Mm -hmm. um, get past it. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's how I approach it now. Definitely not what I did on the show, but that's how I approach it now. My, my new method. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. So, um, yeah. How have you, how have you been doing in, in competitions? What's been your, what's been your results since, since coming back from the show? Yeah, I think, um, well, as far as like my, my physical results, um, I have done three NNL qualifiers um, so far, mm -hmm. and I've podiumed on each of them. But I tell you what, the elite female division is kind of lonely. So <laughs> all you elite females out there, you need to join, <laughs> or all you females, I should say, out there in NNL world, you need to join elite <laughs> because <laughs> it's super lonely. Um, but I tell you what, it is like, it's a, it's a stacked, it's a stacked competition every single time because mm. All of us elite females, we are on the same level. Mm. And really what it comes down to, like we're physically, we can, we're all capable of getting through these obstacles, but what it comes down to is like, who's more mentally prepared maybe, you know? Mm. And that's again, why I think that mental preparation is important because it's really anybody's game to win um, mm. any of these, you know, competitions. Um, but yeah, I've, I've made podium, um, each of the three times that I've competed this season. So that's a huge win for me. You awesome. know, I, I mean, I've, uh, I've haven't been this consistent. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's been good, but mentally is really, is really where the change has happened because I come away from every comp. I used to come away from every competition, you know, just like in tears, frustrated, you know, wanting to quit. But now I come away from every competition and I, I had a great time, you know, and it's not just because I podium, you know, I, I podium, mm. that's fine. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's like icing on the cake at that point. But, but like, I, I come away from it, you know, proud of how I did, mm. you know, and come away from it with lessons for the future. You know, even if I failed on an obstacle that I think, you know, I might've done during practice, I'm like, okay, well, what went wrong here? And, you know, let's be constructive about this and let's walk away with, with a game plan for next practice. And that's just been the most rewarding for me to, mm. to go from completely frustrated and wanting to quit every single time to having fun and goal setting for the future. That's awesome. You know, so. I'm so glad you've, um, you said you, everything you've said is, I think, you know, so important for you know new ninjas to hear so i'm really glad i'm really yeah. glad you're saying it um so explain to me with the with the nnl and the different divisions um and so i know there's a rec league but that's that's completely separate from the the normal ninja yes. league so when you say in the elites is there is there multiple divisions in that oh because there's like yeah. a masters and there's a there's a yeah yeah they actually um yeah they actually just uh added the elite division this year okay um so the difference between the regular division and the elite division is that um in the regular division the top three podium finishers go on to regionals or go on to finals or what have you yeah. um in the elite it's a little bit more competitive only the top two 
podium finishers go on to regionals or, um, or to finals. Um, and also the course is different, at least in the three competitions that I've been to so far, the course is different. Uh, the elite course is obviously a little bit harder and the elite, uh, the in the elite course, they will stop you as soon as you fall, just as you know, the show, mm. uh, but in the regular division, they'll actually let you go on and try okay. the entire course. So that's, that's, um, and I mean, I have to believe that that's feedback from the public, you know, like a lot of people might've been scared about trying NNL because, you know, if they're beginners, they don't want to go out on the first yeah. or second obstacle and stop. And, you know, they just paid 65 bucks for what? So, <laughs> so I think that they, they, you know, they separated the elite because of that feedback. That's what I believe anyway. Um, but no, it's been, it's yeah. been good. It's been good. I think it's been, I've, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback, at least from some of the beginner ninjas that have gone into the regular division. It's, it's a lot more enjoyable for them. Okay. And what do you think it's going to take to see more of these women, uh, more women crossing over into that, into the elite league? Uh, is there any barriers do you think, or what, what do you think's, what do you think what do you think it's going to take um, in your opinion you know i think <laughs> interestingly enough um and this is just this is just what i've seen i think that there are a lot of a lot more self-confidence issues in women ninjas than in male ninjas and it's you know i i hate to see it it's sad to see but you know it, obviously it happened to me um, as well. But, you know, a lot of times I see the male ninjas and they just seem so confident and they're like, yeah, I'm just going to go after it. And I don't know what it is about, uh, you know, the female ninja, um, you know, mentality, but yeah, we just, a lot of times I've been to competitions and, you know, after the walkthrough, the women will just, uh, women and the girls will stand around and just talk about which obstacle they're going to fail at. You know, it's just, there's, <laughs> I think that there's just, um, I think that the confidence level isn't, isn't very high among some of the female athletes. So I really do think it's a mental barrier and I'm hoping that by getting my message out, this is why I wrote about it on Instagram. And this is why you reached out to me. I'm hoping that getting it out there in public and letting the girls and women know that you know, you can fix it. You can fix it and find the sport enjoyable again. Um, mm. You know, you can be confident on the course. I'm hoping that it'll change people's minds. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think I, I know that um, at least, at least in my gym, there are a lot of first time um, competitors. You know, this is their first year co competed in the sport. So I understand it on that level. If it's your first time, sure. Mm. You know, but um, once you get to a certain, to a certain level, it's almost, it's almost like you should be joining the elite because otherwise you're kind of throwing the game <laughs> if you stick around in the regular one, you know? <laughs> so, but, but again, it's up to those women to decide for themselves, you know, and to be confident enough to go for the elite. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously there's, there, you know, the pros and cons, you know, you have to place top two um, in order to progress, but um yeah, it's it, it really is just a confidence issue. Mm, no, it's all very interesting. I've been sort of, yeah, I've been really focusing at least the last episodes uh, on women because um, I'm trying to gain, I'm trying to get an understanding of 
you know, what's going on? Uh, when I spoke to Karen uh, Saber, who's in Chicago, you know, she's like, oh, you know, the, the females are coming up, which I agree is in America, hundred um, percent. But she's, yeah, it is, it is interesting getting, getting, I guess the, the, the feedback because um, I, I really would like to see more women doing well. Um, and, you know, we, we do have some very strong in Australia, you know, we have some very strong women. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. We, we do, but I would like to see them, see them all hitting buzzers. And, you know, unfortunately uh, we had a year, I think season two, where we had six women hit buzzers in qualifiers. And then, and then Olivia was the only one from that season on and for at least the next two seasons to actually go on and hit buzzers at a higher, you know, at further on in the competition. And I yeah. think the last two years, Olivia has been the only one to hit. Or maybe another woman did, but I think definitely last season, Olivia was the only one to hit a buzzer in qualify. Well, she's the only one to hit a, a she's the only female to hit a buzzer in qualifiers. And then, and then obviously after that, she, I think she made it to stage two. So that was, a yeah. new, that was a new, uh, you know, level that, that she reached setting the bar yeah the absolutely bar super high and you know i, I just want to know what is it going to take we've got to get more women closer to her to, to 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 that gap we have to close that gap and there's something missing that i can't put my finger on as to why that gap isn't being closed um, yeah, well, I'd actually be interested in knowing how she handles her mental game, too, because I know she's a gymnast, and I know that, um, speaking from other gymnasts, like, it's a tough sport. It, like, the coaches are very hard on you, and sometimes that really does take a toll on your psyche. Um, but at the same time, you know, people who are perfectionists like that, it drives them. It drives them to do to do better. But I think that there is a good balance between um being a perfectionist but you know you also have to be realistic about your goals as well mm. um yeah so i'd be interested to know how she handles her her mental game because um for somebody at her level to hit as many buzzers you know people like olivia people like jesse labrec um they've got to have a good mental game there's no way that they can do it without a strong oh, absolutely so i just um, want to close my window there's a someone uh, oh, making noise yeah yeah no problem I don't know if that'll help. Sorry, listeners, uh, if you heard that. Um, well, I mean, I have an episode with Olivia I did sometime last year. So if you scroll back on my podcast, there's an episode, there's definitely an episode there. But I mean, when we discussed, we talked about her her journey to the Olympics and, and everything she went through. And yeah, I think she did definitely felt that uh, from my memory, um, you know, gymnastics, uh, you know, it did take a toll on her mentally. And, you know, she lost the love for it. And, um, mm. and I think Ninja gave her that sense of fun again. Yeah. Um, and I think for her, with her experience of going to the Olympics, of being at that elite level and, you know, probably all the media work she has done, even just from that period, that all helped her with being able to manage, you know, the glitz and the glam of Ninja because she's been to that mm -hmm. high level. She, she actually knows what that's like. Um, and that, that helps to probably, that helps her to not get too flustered. Um, I mean, if Livia, if you're listening to this, please message me and correct me. <laughs> I'm wrong. <laughs> um, but and I think also it's that, it's that, yeah, it's not a stubbornness, but it's that, no, I, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to, it, it's, it's a good stubbornness. It's, it's a, what's the word I'm looking for? 
resilience, I guess. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, that's no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do what I set out to do and that there's nothing wrong with setting the bar that high. And that's something I've learned mm-hmm. from her and her and Ben, her partner, obviously who won Ninja last season. I think that's, it's, it's okay to set the bar high because you got to risk it for the biscuit, as we say, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, um, and that's, that's something that, I mean, I struggled with. It's, it's the, the acceptance that no, I want to get to the end. I want to hit a buzzer. Um, mm-hmm. and that's okay. And I don't have to put pressure on myself. Like I, it's okay just to focus on being, yep, I can do this and just, and, and, and trying to execute rather than going, but what if I don't do it? Oh, but then what if, what if, and then you start thinking about all the, the things that, you know, the self doubt. So I think that's, yeah, it's this total acceptance that no, we're at this, we're at this level and we can do it. And when I had, I, I did an episode during the Australian season, cause I was getting all the competitors together. Um, and I, uh, I think it was heat four for us, or um, what do you call, what do you guys call them? We call them heats. You call them qualifiers. Uh, mm. I, I gathered, it was a very stacked qualifier or heat for us. Like a lot of basically the best of the best were together. And I brought like seven of them together and they were all at that same level mentally where it's like, no, you know, look, we can do this. As you said before, yeah, no, we got this, yeah. not, not a problem. And you know, when, when they're looking at obstacles, they're looking at, okay, well, when the tester did it, okay, he took off on this foot, like you said, okay, when he grabbed that, they look at that, you know, okay, when he, when he grabbed it, he, there was a bounce, there was this, there was like, all they're doing is just, just taking in what the test is doing, internalizing it, and then working out how they're going to uh, cheat it, or, or, or if there's a beta they can find. And yeah. I think that's the difference. It's that, it's that acceptance of, no, I'm at this level, it, 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 you know, whether they, t- they whether they, they, if they fail, they're not even focusing on if they fail, it's, okay, I'm at this level. What do I have to do? What's the game plan? Okay. That's it. When, and that's it. That's all they focus on. It's like you said, shifting yeah. the, the mental, the brain power to literally just the game plan. And I think coming back to Olivia, I think that's her greatest strength is it's, nope, I've got a game plan. I'm going to stick with it. And I'm sure she goes through doubts. I'm sure that, I'm sure that still happens. It happens to all of us. It happens to Ben. It happens to all of us. Um, but I think, yeah, she, that's her greatest strength. And I, I really wish I would like to see more women being able to adopt that. Like you have uh, that mindset. Yeah, Cause it really absolutely. is, it is the difference. And that's what actually increases your physical ability is the acceptance of yourself and, 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 and the, through acceptance, you gain confidence and through confidence, you you're then more explore yeah. yeah and then you, yeah. you get better so it's it's once you're on the other side you go oh it's so simple like you see like you can see it but when you're on the <laughs> other side like it's amazing that you can't see it and yeah i don't i don't know how to a question i've got for you is if you were now coaching yourself when you first started how would you coach yourself with what um, you know now so i wouldn't 
I wouldn't do the whole blanket. You got to believe in yourself, you know, because <laughs> and, and I get, I get it. You know, a lot of coaches, they're, they're coaching multiple people at the same time and they don't have a lot of time. So it's, you know, all they can afford at that moment is you just got to believe you can do it. You know, this yeah. is, you know, this is like, this is like the stuff you did before, you know, got to believe in yourself. <laughs> um, but, but I would, I would ask myself, okay, what exactly is holding me, holding me back? You know, what are my confidence killers? What are the things that I can control? And what are the things that I can't control? Because sometimes a lot of my sources of confidence were things that were completely out of my control. You know, it's like, who's showing up for practice today? Um, oh, all of the people at practice are better than me. You know, now my confidence goes down. But if I'm the only, if I'm the one at practice, that's better quote unquote my mm. confidence goes up well you can't control who's going to be at practice and who's not you know you can't control what what obstacles the coach is going to put up you know mm. if they're easier obstacles your confidence goes up well that's not something you can control mm. so learning to like see sources of confidence from within you know looking back on all of the things that i've been successful at the podiums that i've stood on um the hard obstacles that i've gone past you know all the times that i've gotten praise for you know a really cool save or you know, just doing well in practice. Those are the things that I would tell myself to remember. And I would also tell myself to be aggressive. Don't be mousy about it. You know, don't just sit there in the corner and think that you can't do something and not even try. You know, I think that was one of my biggest, my biggest hurdles was, um, you know, and even when I would try, I would just kind of like half acid, excuse my English, you know, because I, I, I would think that I couldn't do it. So I was already mentally checked out. You know, I wouldn't give it my best shot. Mm. Just be aggressive, you know, like look inside yourself for those sources of confidence, write down all of the things that you've had success on in the past and read those things, read those things. Like we, I mean, I, I call that my confidence list, you know, my, uh, my, my confidence resume, if you mm. will, you know, I, I add to my resume. I look back at all those times and I think, okay, well, I can do this obstacle. I've, you know, I've done obstacles first try, second try before. This is no different, you know? Like I, during practice, just gotta be aggressive. Just gotta go for it. Put yourself out there. You'll have more fun if you just go out there and try. Mm. You know, even if you fall, you're going out there, you're, you're getting involved with the, with the community, with your other classmates. It's more fun that way. And you'll learn something and you'll get better because of it. So that's, that's really what I would tell myself. Oh, absolutely. And if you're coaching some of these uh, girls that are doing the, um, the normal division, how are you going to convince them to come to the elite? <laughs> uh, well, right now it's too late because once you go into the regular division, you actually cannot, well, even, you know, and vice versa, um, you have to stay in the division that you did at your first competition. So it's too late now, but next year, I tell you what, I'm going to tell that, you know, like, look at, look at everything that you did well in the past competition. Obviously it's going to be up to them, but you know, I'm going to be like, look at your confidence resume. Look at all these things you did. Well, look at how well you did this, this past year. You knew you made it to worlds. You made it to here. Um, you know, it might be time. Just give it a thought. It might be time. Um, you've worked hard. You've practiced hard. You've trained hard. It just, you know, um, I, I really do think that it's a, it's a mental aspect that is holding a lot of them back. So, uh, yeah. That's awesome. And what is your, uh, what is your goal? Uh, you've qualified for the finals. 
Yeah. No, the, um, so there's, there's the, uh, there's the qualifiers, then there's regionals and then there's, um, your finals. Uh, So we've only been through qualifier level. So I, I don't even know of any regional competitions that are set right now. Mm. Um, and I know that NNL has extended the season. Uh, they just made the decision to extend the season because there are so many regions right now that don't even have competitions going on because of COVID mm. um, restrictions. So, uh, so yeah, I, I don't know what this season is going to look like as far as um, competition schedules, but uh, whenever there's a regional, I will be there because I have qualified. So <laughs> we'll see if I make the finals. <laughs> have you have you set a benchmark that you're trying to to reach or is it just open i mean obviously like it's um so part of the mental training is good goal setting mm. and yes it's okay to have your goals um and of course one of my goals is to make it to finals wherever mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. um and you know if if i have to go to multiple regionals i don't know if they will have multiple regionals per per region but if I have to do multiple regionals to get there, uh, that's what I'm going to do. Um, but yeah, my ultimate goal is to make it to NNL finals. Yes. Mm. And to make it on the show next year. <laughs> I hope they, uh, they accept me back. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they will. You do have a unique story. Obviously, we didn't t- I forgot to talk about the bunnies, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you. I mean, this has been awesome. I've really enjoyed this episode. I think, I think there's a lot of value. I like that one, the confidence checklist. I, I like that. I'm going to be telling that to some people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah thank, thank you. you so much for having me on. I'm glad that I could get a chance to talk about this because as I said, I think it really is a big issue in the ninja community and especially um, from what I've seen, female ninjas. So mm, well, I'm hoping that these can change some minds. <laughs> only, oh, we can only hope. I, you know, I think, I think everyone will will go through their individual journey and they will they'll either learn this or they won't unfortunately and it's you know you can't force it on people they have they have to go through it themselves but if you can you know sort of show the path then i guess it's up to them to 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 walk it but um thank you thank you so much for this and uh yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely be in touch, and I'm I'm sure you'll get on the show next. I, I expect I'm expecting oh, a buzzer. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope so. I want redemption on that course. <laughs> Hopefully, they don't come up with some. I mean, they're coming up with some crazy stuff. I mean, just some of the. I think the craziest thing I saw was the. Uh, I think it was called the Grim Reaper. Was the Balance Obstacle, whatever the one it was, where it was like. It looked like the Grim Reaper's sword, but it had like a pad. Oh, yeah. And if you stepped on it, it would, oh, man. It would swing in the opposite direction. Yeah. That's not short. That's not short people friendly. It <laughs> 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 really isn't. Oh, was... man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But uh, yeah, maybe who knows? I might see you there next year. I don't know. I don't know what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, hopefully. With everything. But uh, yeah, thanks so much for coming on. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be in touch. Yes, thank you so much, Kareem. All right, take care, Jess. See ya. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode on The Way of the Ninja podcast. If you would like to be kept in the loop, please subscribe today. If you would like to help support the podcast and help us grow, please consider becoming a Patreon member today. There is a link in the show notes or else you can go directly to our Instagram page at 52 ninja